let the shenanigans begin. <laughs> Welcome to season two of Clergy and the Queer. Hey y'all, how's it going? What's happening? We made it to episode seven. Siete! <laughs> On today's episode, we um we put the bags down for a little bit. We don't fumble the bag, we don't drop the bag. Oh, no, 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 the bags are in the closet. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We put them down and um, <laughs> we just talk. We, we just we just sit down and talk. We focus in on um, giving ourselves grace and some gratitude. Um, Forgive yourself. And we listen to Pastor Beast to cook in the background because he is throwing down in that kitchen, man. Well, you know, um, we burn every now. I'm gonna need a plate of that. I still, I'm still waiting on my plate. Oh, that plate! Is... Still waiting on that plate. I think I ate it. A mess. Well, y'all enjoy. We'll talk to y'all later. Go on now. Hello. Hey. Praise the Lord, thank. Hey. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody. Praise the Lord. This sounds like some cooking or some washing yeah. going on over there. You in the kitchen. Baby, that's what we're doing. We in the kitchen. We in the we in the crock pot. We in the good pot. We in the blessed pot. The Wait a minute. Right? You in the crock pot? Hey, man. Won't they do it? In the crockery? In the crock pot, sir. We got all the pots going. We got the pot going. Okay. We got the fish bacon. We got the rice making. Wait a minute. There's fish baking? Yes, sir. Where's fish my plate? Baking, sir. sir, it's it had be <laughs> wherever you need it to be. But I believe I'm, your I'm specific plate may be <laughs> I believe your specific plate may be unfortunately inside of your kitchen. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'm gonna need one of them fillets. You're gonna need one of them fillets. I don't need nothing. <laughs> Facts. High key, I, I might need a reprieve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished keys from yesterday, so I'm going to. That's a word. All the keys. It was so good. It was so good. Did you free it and keep it till later? Or did it make No, it? I made it yesterday. So, you know, um, we ate on it yesterday for brunch. You know, the same no. brunch. And, you know, when black people brunch, we brunch all day. We start brunch on time, but we can't do the evening. <laughs> you um, know what? We, we'd be late for a brunch and still be brunching. <laughs> I mean, because brunch started, I kid you not. 
It's supposed to start, uh, it started at 11. Um, Is it? I believe we brunched. Yeah, but we brunched until about uh, 7. Six oh, okay. Oh, well, you know, y'all had to be on time. <laughs> y'all actually were on time. This time. Right. This time. Enough brunch. You know. Because brunch is when I'm terrible. Brunch is when I'm terrible. Brunch can't last forever. A glass of wine won't hurt. Please. Go, Lord. Surprise, you don't have a mimosa waiting on you. No, that was yesterday. As my father said, a mimosa. A mimosa. A mimosa. Understood. Understood. (laughs) So, we we mimosa'd it up um, yesterday. But yes, thank you for um, joining me once again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how real I can be with why we're doing this um, continuation of the episode. You have to let me know what my liberties are in that regard. Uh, now, let's go ahead and go for it. Okay, so um, welcome back um, to the Founders Couch, everybody. Um, well, I am not is... a founder. <laughs> No, but you were there for the founding. Um, you were there I'm for the founding. But yeah, so the, the Founders Couch is a um, podcast um, or chat, if you will, virtual chat, if you will, that was created um, by I Deserve Incorporated. I am the founder as well as the conference director of I Deserve Incorporated. And so it's only fitting that I be the one hosting on the couch. So here I am, your founder, as well as your host, G. Allen Battle. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I have with us Pastor B. Stu, Pastor Brian Stewart, you out of Knoxville, Tennessee, the illustrious pastor of the College Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, thank you so much for joining me, bro. I appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> I got you. So we recorded the adulting episode last week. I want to say Sunday. Yes. It feels like it was multiple weeks ago. I just want to say that. Um, I'll, we'll talk about why later on in the episode. But um, like right after the episode, Pastor Stewart was like, I don't like it. Cut it. We got to redo it. And I was like, why? You know, um, I don't know if he's listened to that episode over again. I don't think he has. Nope. I don't think he has yet. Um, I know he said he would, but I don't think he has. I tried to get him to uh, before we just scrapped it, but I said, how about this? Let's just do a continuation of the episode, and anything that you want to address from the previous one, you can do now. Okay, so, so y'all... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought that was my well, no, how about, You know what? Go ahead, hop right on in. I like okay, it. So, all right, wonderful. All right, so here, here we go, everybody. So one of the mistakes... We're going to we go flashback. So one of the mistakes I feel like I made um, in this is that I continue. Me and Greg continue to present like conundrum. Oh, sorry, <laughs> edit. Snip, it's fine. Clip. Me and it's G. Fine. Family members call <laughs> Queen Latifah Dana all the time. It's fine. Period. I learned to live with. It. Period. Um, so me and G. Uh, literally were discussing um, just the relationship of of how we don't know what we're doing, adulting. How it wasn't what we thought it would be. Um, the slip knots and the nicks and crannies of all the things that we um, expected out of adulting and things of that nature. And one of the mistakes that I 
made even in that moment was that even though we were admitting that this was an episode about being caught off guard and not having all the answers and all this other stuff, I felt prey to the tendency to have, um, and not even so much prey, I think I fell to what is common to all of us, the tendency to have all the answers to, because I'm on the radio station and I'm a pastor and I'm a leader and I'm all these other things and how irresponsible would it look that, you know, we out here leading people astray and to the middle of nowhere and nowhere to take them or rather than just the fact of just being relatable. Um, and so I just want to be the first person to say, uh, not so much I'm sorry, but that I can acknowledge how easy it is, right, to to be in that position where we all kind of want to fall to the cultural or even the, the, the social pressure that we're used to, to always having the answers and, and the demand and the presence and, you know, almost able to blame or, or cause or whatever it is. And it just kind of really was a big mistake by me. And so I was like, yo, we need to do it again because I need to have, you know, almost kind of like that therapeutic moment where you say you can't, you know, you can't fix a problem to admit that you have a problem. And one of the issues is we don't know what we're doing. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I want to be the first to say that sometimes I walk into the room, walk into life, walk into different situations and squares and circles and fears, expecting to know what to do and still don't know what I'm doing. And that, you know, it, it's a, you know, in this regard, I'm a Mr. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Adulting is not what I thought it would be. Um, it's not horrible. Uh, it's not great <laughs> for certain, um, but it's 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 kind of is what you make it. And along the way, I've seen that the Lord has made blessings for me even when I was unprepared. And so I just wanted to give more of a authentic self and acknowledgement of oops and um, dude, I, 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 we don't know what we're doing and we know what we're doing and we're excited about what has happened. <laughs> Uh, in some regards, and then in other regards, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like, I know what I'm doing in some things because systems are sometimes transcendent and, and continuous, but there are other things where I just do not know what I'm doing. And um, to be more authentic, I am just happy um, to be able to have the transparent moment, even as a pastor, to say, yo, look, I made a mistake, even in our presentation even though the presentation was to admit, um, you know, we don't know everything about adulting and we're still learning it along the way. And so uh, I'm grateful to, for, for G having the wisdom to be like, yo, no, the people need to see or hear, you know what I'm saying, uh, your evolution and your revelation uh, as much as um, they, it's also cool for you to see it. You know what I'm saying? Even though I haven't listened to the video, I felt it. <laughs> and I can genuinely say, uh, I, I can I can openly admit now, this is why we're best friends, right? Um, is because he has the wherewithal and the wisdom to have, you know, those moments where it's like, nah, like, you know, it, it, it's not that, it's not as bad as you think it was. It's, you know, but let's, let's explore it. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to see that level of, you know, backtrack, get back, you know, acceptance, you know, uh, confrontation. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, openly, I just want to say, uh, and y'all now have discovered the reason why he's my best friend. <laughs> uh, because we have um, had that moment to just backtrack and be there. 
So with that, I would first like to just go ahead and say that I did not think that um, she made any mistakes, um, mistakes in the um, initial episode, simply because, I mean, he spoke it from his standpoint um, in that moment. Um, so when I stated, you know, because we were answering the question, um, you know, what we thought of Dustin would be what it is and then what we've learned. And what I had learned was that I really had no idea what I'm doing. Um, and I wasn't saying that as something like in regards to everybody doesn't know what they're doing. Though, um, I think that can be a broad um, brush stroke um, that I could make for most people, yes. But I think it, it, it's best for me to speak for myself in that regard. And there are some things that we do know and I think he was in that moment acknowledging some of those things that he had learned and that he does know in that space. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do appreciate him um, wanting to address um, what probably could have come off or what came off in his eyes as performance. I appreciate him wanting to correct that. So thank you. Um, no problem. But... Uh, well, not so much, but, and that being said, I would like to continue um, that conversation um, moving from what we've learned um, to how we apply and maybe um, give an example of one of those moments when we realize whatever it is that we learned from last week. For instance, for me, I had learned very simply that I have no idea as to what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and I apply that knowledge um, by giving myself grace each week. Um, I try to measure my life in weeks or in, or in, um, or in moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, 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 it kind of works for me. Uh, one of my very close friends, Tanya Loveday, a minister, she gave me a journal a while back, um, a purple journal, which is my favorite color. Um, I don't know if she bought it while she was in Bermuda or she got it when she got back to Bermuda to ask like this she came back and she gave me this journal that said on the cover it had embossed on it we don't remember days we remember moments mm. and that That's phrase is stuck with me I still have that journal as a matter of fact she gave it to me back in 2012 or 13 um, but I still hang on to it. It's full. Um, the very initial um, thoughts and ideas and concepts for the book that is I deserve, and for the conference that is that is I, that is deserved, and for the organization that is I deserve incorporated are written in that journal. I since mm-hmm. made copies and expanded upon the whatnot. They're in that journal. Anywho, um, in my writing there, I started coming up with some notions, but I still wasn't clear on it. Now, I, as I have reached the beautiful age of 33, you know, so young, so spry, so um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've come to the realization that I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, and the way that I apply that knowledge is, like I said, I give myself grace um, because prior to maybe two, three years ago, I was re- prior to two years ago. I was extremely hard on myself because I'm um, quite the performer. And I, you know, my band members, my singers, they will tell you, um, you know, when it comes to worship and 
Christian music and says, yes, we want to give God the glory. Hallelujah. And, you know, we like to say it doesn't matter how you sound and, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's about the heart of the worship. And that is true. Glory to God. But I believe it needs to be done in excellence. You can give God a true heart of worship. You can worship him in spirit and in truth and in excellence. Um, <laughs> and so with that. Say, say the in excellence that, part that, one more time. Say that one more time. Don't let them I, don't let me say it. It's excellent. So I, but that's how I am in every area of my life. And I didn't, I wasn't very forgiving of myself, very forgiving of everybody else. As everybody, but of myself, I didn't have that same forgiveness. I didn't have that same mercy and that same grace. And now I am extending myself grace because I have to remember that I'm learning, and just like everybody else around me is learning. Um, Yes, we are. And, and and each situation is a new situation for me. Um, and when I walk through those moments, I'm reminded of some of the phrases and statements that my dad would make, like when he would have to come back to me and apologize because he realized he had handled something incorrectly or maybe he thought something incorrectly or I didn't do what he thought I did. Um, he would come back to me, he'd apologize. And one of the things he'd always say is, hey, you know, you're the very first you I've ever raised. I'm still learning and figuring this thing out. Um, and so, you know, that, that's caused me to bear that in mind, even with myself. You know, this is my very first time making a decision like this. Or maybe it's my third time making a decision like this. And maybe this time will be the charm. But even if it's not, that's okay. Even if it doesn't work like I thought it was going to work, or even if I don't perform like I thought I should perform, that is okay. Learn from that space, grow from that space, and do better next time. If next time doesn't occur, take that object lesson, share it with the nearest person to you who's coming up on that moment so they won't have that moment as well. You know, pass that knowledge that you learned um, along and let that be how, you know, you grew from that moment. Um, because every opportunity does not come back around, but somebody else is going to come up on that opportunity. So what do I do with that information? What do I do with that knowledge? I share it in the, in the most congenial way possible. So, you know, that is how I apply that, um, that notion of not knowing what I'm doing. That's how I apply it. Mm-hmm. I extend myself grace. I extend myself mercy. How about you, sir? Uh, I'm the opposite side of the bridge. Um <laughs> I display myself less grace and less mercy. I'm learning to do that right now. Um, because. Interesting. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the reason why, right? Because um, I am an experiential learner, but the part that makes me very frustrated with myself is the fact that um, if I can go ahead and just tell the truth, tell her how I feel it. Um, my family is incredible. <laughs> you know, uh, my family is incredibly <laughs> wise. Uh, <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; that doesn't mean they're they're perfect at execution. They're just incredibly wise. And so, my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather and my father have given me. Even my sister, she's like a little sage walking around, a little prophetess. Um, every last not like I have, true, 
You're right. I I, I, I downgraded. My simile messed up. Yes. Brady's flat out like a, 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 a oracle walking around every now and then. So anyhow, um, <laughs> the, 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 re, the reverb on this is, is that I really do not give myself enough grace as a human um, because they all tell me, even, even G, all give me the advice. What does B do? Almost the exact opposite. <laughs> and it's not like a couple of times. It's like time. And, well, no, it, it'll be several times about different subjects. Uh, but literally, I can openly say that I have failed them several times uh, with them giving me the perfect advice. They were, you know, gracious. They were forgiving. They weren't hard. They weren't judgmental. They were kind. They were, you know, let's talk this out and, and all this other stuff. And what did Brian do? Left turn. I mean, every single time. And I get so hard on myself because it's not the first time I've been here. It's not the second time I've been here. And I get really irritated with myself because it feels like sometimes I just have to learn, uh, for lack of better terms, the hard way. And and so um, I can flat out say as an individual that I have been extremely... Uh, uh, not gracious and not merciful and not forgiving to myself, uh, though I may be extremely awesome at giving it to others. Extremely uh, 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 forgiving. As a matter of fact, almost see deadly potential in other people <laughs> in that I will allow them, you know, enough rope to hang me while they hang themselves or, or better yet, while they're being true to themselves, you know? And and I don't offer them, uh, I don't offer myself the same presence and position that I offer them. And so, um, is that on purpose, so or is that something <laughs> that you want to correct, or is that the correct way oh, for no, no. you? It's definitely no, no, no. It's something that I definitely hear lately. I'm correcting, uh, but I think there's something else that I have to like also expose in this. I'm also now willing to live more boldly. Um, up until this point, I've lived under the shadow of what would somebody else think is best for me. And as of recent, I'm like, whether they think it's best for me or not, I am going to do this. And if I lose, I lost trying. And if I win, I won trying. And that for that, I'm willing to say every win or loss is a lesson, which is something my mom taught me. My mom used to say to me as a kid, son, it doesn't matter how often you're right or wrong. The problem, is, the question is, did you learn from when you were wrong? And do you know how to win graciously? Mm. And that's what mama, man, I'm telling you, mama used to drop some heat on me every now and then as a kid, man. Um, it, she said, Brian, it doesn't matter how many times in this life you're right. Doesn't matter how many times in this life you're wrong. The question is, did you win graciously and did you learn from your mistake? Did you learn from what happened, what went wrong? Did you learn from the bad decision? Did you learn from the obstacle? Did you learn from the situation? And when mama gave me that perspective and, and then I, you know, and this is the reason why I'm really mad at myself. Then when I finally applied it, oh my gosh, it feels like my life has taken a complete 180 turning in a different direction. So I feel lighter, I feel freer, I feel better. 
I'm more forgiving of myself. I'm, I'm more uh, 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 willing to accept, you know, the things that I need to do. But I, I'm just better. <laughs> and I know that seems super, super superficial, but it's super official uh, in this fact that I am happy with my life. So I know you started or, or off by saying happiness that with my life. Right. So I know you started off by saying that you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, but listening to you, it sounds like what you learned along the way is that you need to extend yourself more grace and how you're applying that information is you're extending yourself more grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're in the same space. That's not on that's not on the opposite end of the spectrum at all. That's literally what I just said. Well, yeah, true, but I feel like I'm on the opposite side in that I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Well, I mean, I'm not either. Oh, okay. But that's how I'm applying. Yeah, I'm not. You, sure you know me. So. <laughs> True. True. Okay. True. True. You're aware of who I am. Said, so. With that being said, continue. Sir. Yes. So, okay. We're not so far continue apart in that, even in our um, um, differences. Um, and so, with that, I would like to. Um, I have an example of my own personal. This is something you don't know, um, um, which is funny because you know mostly um, about me. Um, yeah, so I have an example. Do you have an example of yourself extending you of ex that a moment where you decided to go ahead and extend that grace to yourself? Would you, you like to talk about? Um, no, no, no. I don't have anything that I'm afraid to talk about. Uh, I'm just trying to get on me. Examples are so immediate. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you don't have to do it right now. I'll I'll talk about mine. Um, really sure. quick. I'll be brief. And then you think about yours. Um, first let me check that we are on time because what I don't want to do is have a three-hour podcast. Um, I listen to some hour and a half, hour and forty-five minute, two-hour podcast. I do. I don't want to host that podcast. Um, <laughs> we're at 24 minutes. So, so <laughs> um, so this week, when was when was the last time we talked? Thursday, Wednesday, Friday? Ooh, something like that. I think about it Friday. Like I don't know. Sam. It might be yesterday. Who knows? Um, time is the time. Anyway, this week was quite the week. I got a phone call. Now, let, let me rewind. Let me rewind. Let me rewind and give context. I'm going to give a full range of context, and I'm not going to start with the trauma. And then, because it's all been layered trauma, so I have to start with the root and then come forward. So, October 21st, at approximately 4 p.m., um, 2000. I was released from my position. Um, I won't go into details regarding it. I was not in the wrong. There was a misunderstanding and I didn't fight it because I got a calm, I got a cool, I got a collectiveness that said, let it go. Anywho, that cut out a great chunk of my income. Now, praise God, that was not my only income, so I've been able to continue to live and thrive. Um, 
but that particular portion of income was not just steady because the other is also steady, but it was timed um, in such a way that it um, was, you know, it was set up like clockwork, like regular paychecks are set up. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, so all of my income is not always that way. It's steady, but it's not always every two weeks. You see what I'm saying? So the timing of it all can be interesting. Well, two of my clients were doing great. Um, and come January, Corona finally got them um, where um, they weren't necessarily positive in their office, thank God. But um, it began, to, it, their income finally began to take a hit and they had to put a pause in their services. I allowed it because who am I to go ahead and say, no, you are in this contract, you got to pay. No, I'm going to be gracious to them because creditors have been gracious to me. Um, and I'm going to figure it out along the way. And so that's what I did. Um, so that was in January and it, it was at, it was at the last minute drop of a hat type thing where back to back two clients were like, Hey, not going to be able to, um, pay you this month for your services. Is that way we can take this month pause and put it on the back end of our contract. Um, that's what the first guy said. I said, no problem. Next person called from the other company. Um, when they said that they weren't going to be able to handle that month, I offered them that same thing because I had just done it with the previous client. I thought it was a great idea. No problem. And so they accepted it. Thought it was a good idea. We went with it. Well, that meant with February, I mean, with January, that income that I thought was going to be getting in mid-month didn't come in. And because I didn't have the surplus that I previously had, because October 21st, 2020, that job was cut out. Um, I had to go ahead and contact my creditors and make some arrangements. Mm-hmm. Then February rolls around. And both of those clients said the same thing. Now, I have other clients, and they handle other bills, okay? But this particular, these particular two clients are my largest two clients, and they basically take care of the bulk of my bills. So then that meant I needed to go on a different arrangement with the way, or at least a different schedule with the way that I paid um, my bills. It wasn't that I couldn't pay them. I still had the income. Thank you, Jesus. The, but the scheduling of it all, the timing of it all became interesting. And so now I went from paying um, a lump sum once a month to paying um, a broken down amount weekly. I suggested that, you know, so that I could work that. And that was a bit more um, efficient for me during that time frame. Well, with that happening and such, uh, my property manager was one of those creditors who I had to communicate with. They were cool with it. No problem. No issue. I was steady on it. Things continue to roll out. No problem, no problem. We're good. Apparently, the landlord, the owner of the property, was not aware of my arrangement with the property manager. And when he became aware of it, he took issue with it and contacted me on Thursday and said, if we do not have the ballot by 12 midnight today, you will need to go ahead and pack your belongings by the 28th and move out so I can get somebody in the um, in your space that could do that and we will dissolve your lease that way or I can take you through the eviction process. This happened this past Thursday. Mm. Oh, man. So Did This happened before right. we talk or after we talk? Possibly both. Um, oh, touche. Actually, before. It was before. That's wow. why I apologize for you for being so dry. It just had been a day. Um, 
So it was before I talked to you, yeah. Um, and so I get off of that call, and then the property manager calls me back and says, "Hey, look, I know I heard everything he just said. I get it. Yes, I'm working on my end to see what I can go ahead get and get worked out. Is there any way you can go ahead and maybe borrow the money and da 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 da?" Now Brian knows me. And there's a few people who know me, but that's the last thing I want to do. Awesome. That's the last thing anybody wants to do. That's the last thing anybody wants to do. But honestly, for me, that really, I will, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, and I refused to do it. And so what I did do, I felt impressed to um, ask three very specific people um, um, or to inquire with three very specific specific people not for the money that was it's very funny i called my um my immediate family i didn't call them i sent them a message to the group and said hey i need you to pray i need you to agree with me because i I believe um in the power of unified vibration so i told them what i needed and i wanted them to focus their energy in that space because i believe that i knew exactly what i needed i just needed help accessing the, the information that i had in my mind okay I knew I had my answer, but I needed help accessing that answer. I knew I had it in my possession, but I needed help remembering or 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 tracing where that info was, that knowledge, the divine wisdom that I had. I needed help tracing it. Um, so that's the first text message I sent. The next text message went to my cousin, and I asked him to pray. Uh, my cousin, um, uh, Christopher, he's a pastor, lives um, not too far from here. I'm going to ask, I say, I need to just pray and agree. I believe that this is already done. I didn't tell them what it was for. I didn't tell my family what it was for. I only told them the amount and that it was dire and to pray and, you know, to, to add their energy and their vibrations with mine. And then I called my previous supervisor. You know her, Diane. The one. And the I one. said, uh, Diane, I know you're a landlord here in this city. I know you own property here in the city. Um, and you're, you know, you, so you're, you're a more abreast of um, real estate law in the state of Georgia. Real estate law in the state of Georgia and Alabama is similar, but it is not the same. Um, and I have not um, managed property in Georgia in years. The, my last um, practice in that area was in the state of Alabama. And so that's where the bulk of my knowledge um, at the forefront of my mind is. And so I asked her some questions um, and I told her kind of what was going on. And she gave me some key points that were emi- that would basically immediately squash and handle the situation. Okay. Well, when I did that, my mom also texted me and said, "Hey, remember such and such um, uh, is a client of yours, and da 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 da." And I'm pretty sure they're ready to go ahead and pay you now, even though their bill won't be due until the middle of March. I believe they're ready to go ahead and pay you now. Go ahead and shoot them an invoice. I have a prop. I have a feeling they'll go ahead and respond favorably. So I just shot an invoice. She was right. They paid for both of their items right then. Okay? So I, I didn't have to borrow money from anybody. Okay? My answers were right around me. They showed up multiple answers, multiple venues for me to be able to handle the situation and not have to ask for help um, in terms of uh, a loan or anything like that um, and um, not have to beg my landlord or anything like that. Um, and so then I contacted my landlord and said, hey, um, this is what I have. 
this is my schedule of payment coming forward. Um, I need that to work for me. He in short said, okay, yeah, I like that. And then instead of accepting the terms that me and the property manager originally had set up, which were, you know, for a sooner time frame, he extended them even farther by three weeks. Now, I don't know if he knows he did that or if he forgot what me and the property manager had set up, but he made the load even easier on me and didn't even realize it. <laughs> he went from talking big man to extending big grace. Yes, sir. Now, where me extending grace to myself applies is previously, I would have panicked and spiraled and beat myself up. But in this case, I had to remind myself, sir, you have been on your, forgive my French, you have been on your shit. You've been on top of it. And there's certain things that you cannot control. To beat yourself up over items that have happened repetitively and back to back that you cannot control is going to be futile. Focus on what it is that you know. Focus, it, focus in on what it is that you have. Focus in on the resources that you have around you right now. Tap into those and see what hits. And so that's what I did. And I continued to take some deep breaths. Um, I went to the beach, stood in the water, and declared and believed and prayed and focused. Got back in my car. And as I was heading back home, all of my answers hit back to back. Thank you, Lord. Right. But um, and so then when we talked again later on, <laughs> we talked later on in that day and that thing was quashed again. And so, I, you know, I, my goal is to never have to bother or worry my people with, you know, um, ooh, you know, I have this going on or ooh, I have that going on um, because of an inadequacy that I could have handled myself. Um, and so it was beautiful to see that even in that moment when maybe I couldn't necessarily fix it myself, um, I was reminded um, that I, number one, the answer that I needed was with me all along. All along. Number one. Number two, let Yahweh be my source. Mm -hmm. Let Jireh be my provider. Um, and let Emmanuel be God with me. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then lastly, mm -hmm. number three, what I am off, what I had to remind myself was that even if this was your fault, even if this is your problem, there is a way of escape for you. You may not like the way of escape. It may not be pretty. It may not be exciting, but know that there is help for you. So I breathed, I moved through it. It was not fun, it was not exciting, um, but it worked. And <laughs> for your good. <laughs> right, um, yeah, and we thank the Lord and I'm so grateful um, that he spoke to me in the way that he did and he spoke to my family and my loved ones those around me in the way that he did. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was really, I was on the verge of beating myself up and I had to breathe and get calm and say, no, that's not how the situation is going to resolve itself. Mm -hmm. So release yeah, the negativity, yeah. put that aside, and focus in, focus in. And that's what I had to do. That is my example. Ooh, okay. 
Um, so my example is <clears throat> now here you go through your whole testimony. Uh you guys know um so I'm 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 preacher or whatever, pastor. Um and I'm pastor for the South Central Conference, uh, the seven day events. And so one of the things that was just placed on my shoulders, um, which was a blessing was um was uh being intern of the year. Now that may yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. um, so uh, the, the cool part about it is I'm intern of the year. Um, the awkward part about it is is that uh, I, I put pressure on myself to perform, I gotta outdo myself, and I gotta be more than what mm-hmm. I was the year before, and I've gotta, you know, all those other toxic things, uh, that I know we say to ourselves, right? Um, and so one of the deals was is that I had to preach. Now, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, sometimes when you're preaching, you, you have these moments where it's not so much just transcendence, but it's, it's an out-of-body experience in a sentence doesn't quite explain it because you're a mm-hmm. full participant in a good sermon and uh, in, in a great sermon and one that's really – transformative and reaching the people but in the same breath can i tell y'all um <laughs> that there's still this awkward moment uh where you you, you fall for the okie doke right and you believe that it's something about what you did in your process it's something what you did with your study it's something that you did with your you know your some 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 and there's a side of us that unintentionally makes the mistake and thinks that the greatness of what we do is based upon us right now, in the sense, it only asked, God only asks us to be faithful. You know what I'm saying? Like, God only asks mm-hmm. us to be faithful. He doesn't ask us to be extraterrestrial. He doesn't ask us to, you know, have PhDs unless that's what his faithfulness that he's calling us towards calls us to, right? But even with that being said, uh, it's a topic of um, I literally felt the pressure. And amidst this pressure was all the success, Right. It was the, you know, people we baptized, the award, uh, the renovation we're doing. It was all this other stuff. And it was just thing upon thing upon thing upon thing upon thing. And the worst part about it is, is that really the souls is the only part that really matters. Uh, and that we minister to people in the community and that we make sure that they're safe, right? That is the only goals that really should ever matter. So in the process of that, one of the funky things that um, is, is a topic of, of awareness is just the fact that like, okay, cool. So, you know, your number one goal is to make sure people are safe. So in the process, I dove in. So we started the social work program um, with all of the new members, you know. Uh, we go out, we make sure that they have, you know, the, the three the three majors, uh, you know, transportation, stable housing, stable transportation, stable housing, and um, stable income, stable work uh, or, or financing, right? And so um, those three things are usually the major things that help change people's lives, right? And so in the process of doing all that, I got so busy because I'm, you know, the Bible is true. Harvest is plenty, but the work is a few. And so um, in that testimony of the word of God, you know, manifesting itself, even in our context, we have more people that were baptized um, than we had elders and prepared Bible workers and things of that nature to actually perform the duty. Now, um, you know, I started getting hard on myself, man. 
you know, you know, oh, well, I came down hard on myself. Didn't stop, you know. Anyway, uh, I came down hard on myself, right? Uh, I jumped in my pocket, got angry and frustrated with myself. You know, how could you, you know, not disciple the people? How did you not plan to have a better plan for them? How did you not, you know? And I just went in on myself, and then I had to realize, dude, this is a pandemic. <laughs> a pandemic. <laughs> like okay, a you know, whole pandemonium. A whole pan like you gotta understand my whole my church members are older as are most churches. So in relationship, these people didn't even get to our website when we built one. I mean, when I got to the church, I couldn't even find it on I couldn't find a physical form of the church on Google. Like Google Maps didn't even have a picture of the church. And the reality of it is it's like I had to stay, take a step back and be like, B, what more could you have done? Like, what more could you do? Uh, you got them a website. Like, that 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 was, shoot, that was half the battle at one standing point in time. You know what I'm saying? Um, was just getting them one. You, mm-hmm. you got, you know, you were using our iPhone 4 to record church service at one point. You know, now we got a whole 4K camera. Uh, <laughs> and I was coming down so hard on myself because it was like, how could I not be more forward thinking that the Lord would bless us like this and then my carcass not do what it takes to disciple the people to have them ready. And it's like, B, your members are top-rate, high-risk individuals. There's You did nothing wrong. They barely, Some of them don't even have Wi-Fi. They still on dollar, you know? And I just dug into myself at one point in time. And then it was like, wait, 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 B, do you realize where she came from? And I really had to give myself a moment to just take a break. And so in the midst of this, you know, I'm, I'm taking people food. One gentleman... Um, severe case of, of, of some health concerns. And so we had to help him clean up his apartment. And another gentleman, um, same health concerns, but child support on a child that lives in his house. I mean, just ridiculousness type situations. And then the story really became simple. You've been out here serving the people. God will make up the difference. So I sit down at my computer. I sit down at my iPad and I begin to work on my sermon Thursday night. Because I had to hit a double header between Thursday and Friday night. And so I was like, all right, Lord, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen because of you. Because look, I, I clearly ain't got enough juice to, to run this. I'm tired. So in the midst of me working on my sermon, mm. I fell asleep in the chair, woke up angry at myself for falling asleep. I said, wait, wait, wait. God's got this all in control. I just got to suck it up. So in the midst of that, I just had to keep breathing. I was like, Lord, you know what I've been doing. You know my best efforts. And so through the day, while I'm going in between houses, I'm listening to songs, while I'm going in between memberships, you know, different responsibilities. I'm in different places, different spaces. And while I'm on my way there, uh, literally what happens for me is God starts depositing word in my spirit, word relevant to the situation, situations relevant to the word, and and examples of things that pe- my, my new members that we just baptized are saying things that are helping me build my sermon along the Mm. way. And so when I got ready to turn up and preach Saturday night, it was a topic of of making sure that I had to um, actually, it was a topic of making sure that when I finally got ready to hit the sermon, that I was like flat out ready. Like I had to flat out be ready. And so when we got to Friday night, I sat there and I literally finished the sermon and mind you, it's the same sermon I've preached time and time before, but the Lord was taking a totally different direction. 
same sermon, turned around, totally different word. Totally different word. Preached that thing. The people loved it. It felt like God was behind us. We did the whole thing. And then I still hadn't written my sermon for tomorrow, for Sabbath. So I went back in the lab, got so tired, couldn't get past a certain section of my sermon preparation. And I was like, Lord, it's on you. Because right now, I do not know, sir, what else to do. I, I just don't know. I don't know what else to do. And so in the process of that, the Lord said, cool, I got you. <laughs> Flat out gave me some more word. Uh, uh, no, I went on to sleep. He woke me up about a strong, I can't even say what time it was, G. I think he woke me up somewhere around um, 4 in the morning, 4.50. I think it was 4.50 in the morning. I had so much energy, I couldn't go back to sleep. And mind you, y'all, I went to bed at 2 o'clock that morning. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess he got something he want to say. And so <laughs> we went to work. And when we got uh, we got done, I crawled right back in bed, <laughs> went right back to sleep, and got ready for, you know, got ready for the, you know, the, the preach in the morning. And the word was so good, you know, People flat out was texting me. That was good. We needed to hear that. That was what's up. That was the, 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 the. And so long story short, I realized that God's grace was more than sufficient. If I was faithful to him, he was going to be faithful to me. And more importantly, he would find a way to just give it to me. And that I needed to realize that as long as I'm about his business, I don't need to come down hard on myself for the mistakes and the things that I do. I just need to go ahead and be ready for when time comes. And so awesome. to y'all, it's a moment where it's like, you know, my word, my word and skit to y'all is like, I had to be, you know, prayerful and gracious to myself as much as, you know, I had to receive his grace and that I was being faithful to what he called me to. And that it then, therefore, allowed him to fill in the gaps where I fell short with my humanity or that I actually did the assignment of what he gave me and just trust him to always make up the difference. Always make up the difference. So that was mine for this week. Oh, and for this week, glory to God. So I, um, I want to leave us with this. Um, I mean, if nothing else, be gracious with yourself. Um, get, just be full of grace when it comes to yourself. Before you, before you extend mercy and grace to everybody else, extend some to yourself. Turn inward and grant yourself a little breathing. That's the first thing I would say. Um, the next thing I would say is very simply, um, remember that it's okay if you don't know. Um, it's not fail. It's never failure to not know. The failure comes in the refusal to seek. So always be seeking, always be learning, um, always be teachable always be open and receptive 
Um, and then lastly, I would be discerning. Um, one of the things that I finally had to learn is that um, if a space carries a, an energy that will reduce uh, or impede uh, my level of graciousness to myself and to others, I step away from that space or Do. from that job or from, or from those people. You know, sometimes there's a space that sometimes there's Sometimes we walk into spaces or into times or into opportunities, things that we deem as, oh, this beautiful opportunity. Um, but the entire time we're there, all, all we do is beat ourselves up. True. You know, True. or maybe we, we become overwhelmingly critical. When we get into those spaces, I become, I've learned to be more discerning of the energy that I ingest and that I um, surround myself with so that I don't become that critical person. Um, or I can keep that critical person that is me in check um, and that I don't lose that gracious side of myself. And so that, you know, sometimes we, can, sometimes we don't have the, the luxury of leaving the space. Maybe it's our job. Maybe we don't have the luxury of leaving the space. One of the things that I have to do then is focus in on focusing on re remaining gracious. And one of the ways that I remain gracious is that I remain grateful. Gratitude has a great way of um, reminding us what's really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah reminding us true. of what really matters. And so, yeah, number one, um, going back, I would say, you know, like we said, be gracious, you know. Um, I can't remember what I said as number two. It was good, too, though. And then number three, be discerning. <laughs> Y'all heard it, play it back. Number three is be discerning. Be discerning. Um, yeah, because you want to make sure that you remain in a space. You want to create a space for yourself um, that is conducive to extending grace to yourself. And, you know, every space is not conducive to that. And so you've got to be your own control. Um, you got to control your own temperature in whatever space you enter into. You got to you control that atmosphere, even if it's a small sphere that is around you. You control that space, and so you know adjust it. And the best way to do that is with gratitude. The best way to do that is with gratitude. Um, I appreciate this time with you, Pastor Stewart. Um, I do find it interesting that you would like to do this with me every week. Um. I find it strange, um, but I thank you. I think it will be fun because I enjoy doing it with you. Um, I don't know why you would like to, but I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> because I mean, when you, you, I think when you get a chance to rub shoulders with, with, with people um, and yourself, it gives you a chance to be uh, uniquely reflexive. When people are continuously growing, it forces you to grow. Uh, if you observe it, if you're an observant individual, other people's growth will cause your growth. And so, uh, not that I held myself the most observant, you know, observant or absorbent individual in earth, uh, but I realized, you know, everything on earth, according to the laws of physics, is constantly growing. So, why in the world should I be stagnant?
And so it's a kudos to it. you. It's a kudos to you. The fact that you are forcing yourself to grow causes me want to be in your presence, which will force me to grow. Okay. Well, in that case, ditto. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Anything, um, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, something you want to leave with the people before we bounce? Be the change you want to see. Um, some of the environments that right. we have around us. Sometimes the environments around us are because of the environment, the environments that we create. Uh, therefore, if you want to see something different, be something different. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, be just be gracious to you, to the people around you. Be gracious. Um, and, you know, I didn't say be run over. No, 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 no. Not be, be, be run over. Okay, that, that that is not what that means. So that's a podcast for a different day. What I did say was be gracious. Um, I also say be grateful. I don't care what you're going through. You find something to be grateful for. And you dwell on that thing. And you focus in on that thing that you're grateful for. Those things that you're grateful for. Yeah. I'm grateful for this time. I'm grateful for this nap I'm going to get. I'm going to get when all of this is over tonight. Uh, but I appreciate you kind people for listening. For tuning yes, in. Um, I have a lot of work ahead of me and splicing up these last few episodes, cutting them up and such, and getting them ready for other platforms. But I am so grateful for you, to you for listening. Um, appreciate you. I will talk to you all later. I will talk to you, Pastor Stewart, later. We'll share this glass of wine, and I'm going to give you a good old sleep. Do that. Do that, sir. Do <laughs> y'all have a good night. All right. Good night, y'all.